Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Record, a show where we talk candidly on practical advice and provide insight on issues across the criminal law landscape. As counsel for the defense, we speak from a position of authority, giving you, our audience, the expert knowledge that you deserve. You'll hear from a variety of hosts with their unique experiences for our discussions, giving you the opportunity to learn something new and with a different point of view. Let's get into it. Welcome to Off the Record. My name is Shannon Dorvalchin. I am general counsel for Imhoff and Associates. And here with me today is my associate, Shannon Lease, who is the managing attorney at Imhoff and Associates. And we are here to discuss how wonderful Imhoff and Associates is. I went to law school at the University of Montana. And while I was in Missoula, I was doing clinical work with the federal defenders and interned at a local law firm there that did pretty much everything from wills and trusts to criminal defense. And I had great mentors as well, fantastic mentors. One of the attorneys was actually a teacher before she became a lawyer. So she really took time to sit down and make sure that I understood the nuts and bolts of law and compassion for the clients as well. And then I moved to California, and my first job after passing the bar was with the Cochrane firm, which then became Imhoff & Associates. I started as a case manager for a short time. I was one of the ones that was on the road and went to people's houses and went and talked to them and helped them come on board as clients. And then I became an attorney for the firm, one of the courtroom trial attorneys, and eventually I started traveling all over the country for us and just kind of setting in a second chair. I have handled pretty much every kind of case you can imagine, both in trial and in appellate work, and have had great success with it. I love working here, and I love the kind of cases that we get to handle, and I really love the support that we have and a part of my position, why I traveled all over the country was not just because we took cases, you know, nationwide, but if an attorney called and said, I need help, I need a second chair on this, this is bigger than I thought it was, then they would send me in and I would sit second chair and I would help that attorney to make sure that we always had their back with whatever they needed. If it was research and writing, if it was filing something or literally getting on a plane and sitting with them. So I had quite a bit of experience with that. And then after I had kids, my husband decided maybe that wasn't as much fun to have me flying all over the country, which I agree. So I became general counsel for the firm. And now I'm essentially the firm's lawyer and try to keep us out of trouble. There was a case that I was on with Vince and to, you know, for client confidentiality, I can't give you too many details of it. But I can say this, the attorney called and said, I need help. It was a homicide case and it was going to trial and it was just a rough, rough case. And Vince's reaction was to come into my office and say, you got your go bag, we're getting on a plane. So I had <laughs> two hours and I was on a plane and we were on our way and we got up there and I spent the next three months trading. Vince and I were trading being up in trial. We were together most of the time, but at one point 
poor man even got bed bugs, like bed bug bites everywhere <laughs> from oh, where no. we were staying. And still he managed to, you know, fight through all that. And it turned out, you know, it turned out really well, but it, it's just one of those instances where an attorney called and without hesitation, he hopped on a plane and put me on a plane too. And we went and had their back. And the, we had another case where yeah. we were hired on to take over for the public defender and for whatever reason that has been strongly litigated, we weren't allowed to end the case at that point. It was just too far along in the case, too close to trial. So Vince being Vince refused to accept that answer. And we spent <laughs> the next four months taking turns sitting there during trial. And we wow. would just help the public defender wherever we could. And then we took it over on appeal. We won the appeal. It went up to the state Supreme Court. They accepted certiorari on that, which is pretty rare. And ended, ended up creating new case yeah. law and overturned our case. And then Vince still fighting for this client's like, take it all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And we did. Although, you know, we're, we're not public defenders. We don't work for free. In this case, we did. We pro bono took that case up to the U.S. Supreme Court. They took it into conference for whatever their own reasons. Didn't take any cases that particular session at all, including ours. So we went up on writs and we did everything we could. And he just felt that that is what the client deserved. It was regardless of the fee they paid. He felt that was the only way the client would be served justice is if we never stopped fighting. And so we had that case for about nine yeah. years, just fighting and fighting and fighting wow. and cool. trying everything we could to help that client. And that's Vince. Yeah, that's, yeah, Vince. that's that the core Vince. of who our firm yeah. really is, is, you know, we have the smaller cases, but at the end of the day, he really just wants justice. That's what we all want. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's really remarkable. Uh, yes. So, Vince. <laughs> um, and our attorneys really do handle some some big, huge cases. You know, we just had one last year, one of our associates in Oregon. And this was a, a case of Ramos v. Louisiana, which the United States Supreme Court just handed down. And it actually affected one of our clients. She was convicted of a felony DUI by a non-unanimous jury. This was back in 2018. She appealed to the Oregon Supreme Court and conviction was overturned and it was remanded back. Our attorney fought the case for over two years and then ultimately obtained a not guilty verdict at trial. Absolutely remarkable litigation there from our attorney. She went from being convicted non-unanimous. I just, I can't even fathom that that was a thing until a couple years ago. But anyways, we changed her life. We absolutely changed her life. And our associate fought that case for over three years. And when the client didn't have the money to get experts, he fought to get court-appointed experts. And that was really what the case turned on. We got an accident reconstructionist who completely challenged everything that the state's reconstructionist was saying. He did phone forensics. He did a psych evaluation. Then there was a full jury trial and the client was found not guilty of the negligent homicide. 
he got probation for the DUI. So over three years fighting, even when his resources had run out, we were still there by his side fighting. And again, you know, kept him out of prison. Just really remarkable. I think there are a lot of instances of that throughout our history as a firm where we are, of course, private attorneys for profit. But at the end of the day, if the difference between justice and not is, you know, emotion or something like that, of course, we're going to do that. And that comes from the top down. Right. That right. The client always comes first. And that's the basis. Exactly. And that's why we why we do our fee structure in terms of a flat fee. We never want to have to tell a client who's run out of money. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, you, you can't do that motion. Sorry. This is where your case ends. You know, we do a flat fee. And then after that flat fee, we do whatever it takes until the case is finished. Again, incentivizing our lawyers to fight as much as they can. That's really just, again, reflects Vince and his ideals and his commitment to, and to justice. sometimes we get some pretty unusual cases. And we really enjoy when the attorneys <laughs> call in and tell us about, you are not going to believe this. Because... <laughs> If you hadn't been in the courtroom yeah. yourself, <laughs> you wouldn't. But I, I'm sure that you've seen some amazing things. I've, oh, I, yeah. I remember <laughs> I had one case where the only argument I had because the person had clearly done what they were accused of. It was on video. It was at a superstore with a lot of cameras, and the only thing I had was you'd, you'd have to be crazy to do that, wouldn't you? And the judge is like, yeah. And he said, exactly. You would have to be crazy to do that, wouldn't you? And the judge is like, oh, no. So, it's, you know, not guilty by reason of insanity. So, it, you know, it, it sometimes they're really fun. And I, I think it's nice, too, as an attorney out there in the wilderness to have somebody that you can call and say, you're not going to believe what I saw today. And to... Yeah, kind of blow off that steam with them. And and sometimes it goes the other way. You are not going to believe what I saw. And yeah, because we yeah. handle all <laughs> sorts of cases and the discovery review can be yeah. uh, something. Yes. So <laughs> I, I never a dull moment. No, I one time in the office, I remember poor Jill. And if you are. If you ever work with our firm, you will interact with the wonderful Jill. I think I scarred her for life. I was photocopying something for a case. <laughs> and I was in my office and I hadn't gotten out there to take care of the photos and grab them back. And poor Jill went and saw them. And she still reminds me about how I scarred her for life. She saw autopsy photos. I was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, never, yeah, never fun, never fun. Uh, but yeah, I do actually encourage our attorneys to call and share things like that with me. Since I'm not in court as much as I used to be, I do like to live vicariously through them. And I, I certainly welcome all the stories. I want to hear it all. Not only does it help the relationship with the attorney, but it also helps me in my supervisory role to know what's going on. And so you know, all the attorneys have my cell phone. They they're welcome to call me at any time. I'm always here for them, um, and, it and so is Jill. Steam for too. that matter. Sometimes you just it you need to take that stress out. 
somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> we can usually right. get it at the very least. We can empathize, if not even sympathize at times when it's particularly ugly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have one where the judge fell asleep. The, the DA. Oh, I did. We did too. We did too, but it worked in our Oh, favor. well, I, ours, the uh, DA had made these giant poster boards of the rules and every single jury instruction. And even though they'd already been read to the jury and reread them and went and the judge passed out. I'm just like, wake me when they're done. <laughs> we had one, uh, this is back in Columbus. And our client was charged with a felonious assault, a second degree felony, presumption in favor of prison. He had no prior record and really just, you know, not much to go there. And <laughs> we kept saying, Let, let's do a, a misdemeanor. The judge was on board. He's like, yeah, I've seen the evidence. Let's do a misdemeanor. And the prosecutor kept saying, nope, the victim's not OK with that. And, you know, the judge reminded the prosecutor, well, you're not the victim's lawyer. You represent the state. And I think a, a misdemeanor would be appropriate. Nope. Victim doesn't agree with that. So we're looking at the judge's face and we're like, let's do a bench <laughs> trial. <laughs> Wave jury. First witness comes up and our judge is just out cold. Uh, you know, he, we had to wake him up in between when we were calling the next witnesses to come in and Sure enough, as soon as the state was done presenting evidence, we moved for a Rule 29 and granted, <laughs> case <Nice>. dismissed. <laughs> yes. That was a good day. <laughs> Human connection is one of the reasons why our firm is amazing and clients really do like our attorneys is because they have the compassion that you need in this field and they try to really help clients any way they can. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Off the Record. Don't forget to share and also subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Want to ask a question on a future episode? We'd love to hear from you. So email us at offtherecordpodcast at criminalattorney.com. Follow us on Instagram at Imhoff Associates or send us a tweet at Criminal News. Until next time, the defense rests.